This is the Perfect Puppy Podcast with Miriam Pollard, walking you through all the steps you need to train the perfect puppy for your lifestyle. Separation anxiety is a massive problem in today's society, especially now that lockdown is easing and people are going back to work and they haven't put in the right steps to prevent and cure separation anxiety before it happens. Well, in today's episode, I'll be diving into how to solve separation anxiety if your puppy has it and touching a little bit on if your puppy actually has separation anxiety. So step one in how to solving separation anxiety is you need to start creating a lot of structured separation from you. Create train, teach a stay on a place bed or just their normal bed and every chance you can get leave them in a different room for example if you're working from home then the four hours that you are at the computer in meetings have them in a different room so they practice that separation from you you need to stop um, them following you around all the time because you need to teach them that it's more normal to be away from you than with you. Now, alongside this, you should be working on your engagement because obviously you don't want them to think that all the good stuff comes when you're out of sight, out of mind. But you need it to be very, very normal for them to be away from you because separation anxiety in all honesty, every dog has it, every puppy has it, because they don't want to be left alone, it's quite a natural thing, and we bring puppies and dogs into our society, and we need to teach them that it's good to be away from us, because it isn't normal for them, because it was down to them, they'd be with us 24-7, but it's not, that is not real life. By doing this step, you'll be creating a high reward history for being in the crate, being in the place, being away from you, and it will also mentally tire them. You see, when you put your puppy or or dog on a place bed, they have to mentally stop themselves from getting off it. So they're practicing impulse control and they're also practicing being calm actively instead of just being exhausted and sleeping. What will happen is you're basically teaching them to be so bored that they fall asleep because that's what happens a lot with Tiggy. That's why she can settle until like 2pm or I can force her, quote-unquote, to go to her bed and to settle. It's not that she's actually tired, no way, but I've taught her to be bored and it's okay to be bored and when you aren't doing anything, then just relax. So i actively done this and that has helped prevent or solve because we did have it um separation anxiety now the term separation anxiety is thrown around a lot and the majority of puppies don't actually have it the thing is is there's a very distinct difference between a dog that is just barking and whining because they don't want to be left alone like it's not good don't get me wrong But it's usually based out of that frustration and discomfort or disliking of being alone. And that is normal. Like I've said, it's unnatural for them to be away from us. We need to teach them that it's okay to be away from us. But proper separation anxiety is your dog 
literally going and having like an anxiety attack when they're left alone. They hurt themselves. They get themselves so stressed they can't settle. Some end up biting and have ball patches all over their body because of ripping out their fur. And it's a severe problem. And if your puppy or dog is doing this, I highly, highly, highly recommend to stop what listening to this episode and go and seek a professional immediately because it is a severe problem and you can't solve it on your own. Now, for the average dog who is just giving a little couple of barks and whines just to see if they'll get reinforcement, especially with puppies, and like I said, it isn't normal for them to be away from us. So it's normal for them to go, oh, I don't really want to be alone. Oh, I'm frustrated that I've got this barrier in front of me. It's almost like barrier frustration you know the reactivity and barking is based because they're frustrated because they're restricted because of this barrier it's a little bit like that now obviously there is a little bit more anxiety in there because they don't like it but it is a little bit similar to that but on for the average dog who's just barking and whining like I said, although it's not good, you really should ignore it. Whereas proper anxiety, proper separation anxiety, you can't ignore because your dog will just continue hurting themselves. This is quite common with rescue dogs, so that's why it's very important to make sure that you've got the time and energy to make sure they're eased in and happy because you do want to prevent any kind of anxiety and hurting themselves. Now, like I said, if you are dealing with separation anxiety, go and seek a professional immediately, whether it's after this episode or stop it now and (laughs) go and seek it. But I highly recommend going and seeing a professional. Now, step two, which is along the lines of step one, and that is proper crate train and place train. You need to teach your puppy or dog how to behave on on these objects or like or in these objects. So when they're in the crate, they need to be calm, they need to be asleep, they need to be okay. They need to have that positive association with it. Because when you do leave them, they might get a negative association with it because it's like, oh, every time I go in here, you leave. You want to prevent this. You want it to be normal for them to be in the crate, whether they're next to you, away from you, halfway away from you in a different room, in the car, you want it to be really normal to be in a crate, whether that's you moving it around, taking it to different places, wherever it may be, but you need to train it properly. That is creating a high reward history and teaching them that it's okay to be in this place, whether I'm there or not. Same with the place bed. Now, the difference between a place bed, which is an elevated dog bed and the crate, is the physical barrier. A crate has physical barriers, so that's great for puppies because you can lock them in and make sure they're not leaving. A place bed is great for more mental stimulation, I'd say, and mental decompression. But, you know, it doesn't really matter what you do. But place beds are really good for also helping with like coexisting and neutrality when guests are around. And I use the place bed a lot. But it does create a little bit more frustration because they have to mentally figure out that they're not going to get off this bed. 
So yeah, you need to take the correct steps in teaching them that being quiet and staying on this is really good, which will help with your separation when you leave. Now, step three is ignore whining. If your puppy has proper separation anxiety, like I said, don't listen anymore (laughs) or ignore these steps because you should not be ignoring them. Now, obviously, it's not as black and white as like ignore this because there is a spectrum of different types of whines, intensities, the emotions behind it. But for the average dog who just doesn't want to be left alone but doesn't have proper harmful separation anxiety, a couple of whines and a couple of barks, you can just ignore it. And you should because they are seeking reinforcement. And what happens is people panic because they don't know what to do and they reinforce the whining and barking. Because even if you are looking at your puppy, that is reinforcing. So it's down to us teaching the puppy to say, well, if you whine, you're not going to get anything. But if you stay quiet and alongside properly crate or place training them, they'll most likely choose to stay quiet. But if your puppy does decide to see what whining might get them, it's very, very important to ignore this. Now, step four, as always, one of my favorite, favorite sayings is prevention is better than cure. Now, if you don't have separation anxiety or you've just got your puppy, then it's a brilliant idea today to start actively practicing and preventing separation anxiety from day one or even day 10 or however long you've had your dog for, start today. Because even though you say, oh, I'm working from home and I never leave, need to leave my puppy or dog, it's very important to still practice it because there might be an emergency. If you only need two hours because you're only going to pop down to the shop, then aim for four. I say every dog should be left alone and be okay being left alone for four hours. And that's not like every day. But if you need to leave for four or five hours, they need to be okay with that. They need to be okay with it in the morning, in the midday, in the evening, whatever it may be. They need to be okay that they are safe and secure being left at that time. Because otherwise, if an emergency does come up and you can't leave your puppy with anyone because emergencies happen and last minute emergencies happen, then your puppy needs to be okay. Otherwise, it's going to make the situation way worse because you're going to be worrying about your puppy or dog being left alone and not being okay with it. And the fourth and final step is prevention is better than cure. One of my favorite sayings, and it's so important, we've bought our puppies to be proactive with them. Most of my clients who have gotten a puppy and they were thinking about getting a rescue, the reason why they didn't get a rescue is because they didn't have the skill set to solve problems. Now, because they got a puppy, they know that their puppy is going to adapt much better into their lifestyle instead of spending a year or two kind of figuring out and adapting and adjusting their lifestyle constantly because of a rescue dog. Be proactive. You've got the beauty of it by having a puppy, so utilize it. Now, in episode seven, I dive way deeper into preventing separation anxiety, so go and check that out to get you on the right track and if you're in this position. But overall, it's very, very important just to start practicing these three or four steps 
so your puppy doesn't have separation anxiety or solve it in the early stages. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about separation anxiety, then I highly, highly recommend subscribing to my daily email. For the rest of this week, I'll be talking all about separation anxiety, including some very funny stories of Tiggy and me when she didn't want to be left alone. Link will be in the description down below. I hope you have a lovely day and I hope to see you next week. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Perfect Puppy Podcast with Miriam Pollard. For more tips and advice, follow Think Dog Academy on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode.